This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 35, Illinois, not Illinois. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Coming to you from the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 35 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, March 9th, and I am your host, Nevik, and I'm flying solo tonight! Oh, wait, no, I'm just kidding. I am joined by one of my co-joeys, Jen. How are you doing? I'm fighting the pollen count, but I'm okay. I can kind of breathe today. It's getting there. That's good, because I'm kind of dealing with similar um, self-imposed, I guess, allergies from mowing the yard yesterday. It's still still lingering. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's usually bad. Yeah, I'm kind of allergic to grass, but, you know, that's fun. And like like I said, you know, just joined by my one co-joey and this other person, he doesn't really count. Oh, oops, I mean, our fourth musketeer is here tonight, Lantonio. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's always good to see you, Navik, <laughs> always, or talk to you, you know. You make it so wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I had a decent amount of playtime over the last couple of weeks, so that kept me going because not a whole lot new in the life world, but still enjoying it, you know, keeping moving. Um, learned how to edit. Uh, big thanks to Sean for that one. And learned that it's a pretty long, tedious job, and hopefully I can get better at it. But other than that, not yeah, a lot. Yeah, Sean's pretty dreamy, isn't he? Yeah, he was pretty nice. Sean's very dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. I've been sick and sick and sick. So, but let's move into what we've been up to. So, Jen, I I know that that you were in a somewhat precarious position. Have you dumped in a ton of time into gaming? Not a ton of time. Um, uh, my workload is in a state of transition right now. <laughs> um, so I've gotten some time to play like I think I played three times in between last show and this show and normally I would play like right before the show so mm-hmm. it's getting better <laughs> you know it's improving um I suspect that's gonna get even better and I'll have more time but I did have enough time to play to finally get my barbarian into act four of nightmare congrats thank you that happened around mm-hmm. 4 a.m or something like that this morning on the day we're recording <laughs> and I got her she was like really close to level 49 so I'm like okay I'm going to keep playing and get her to level 49 and I got her there and it was like 4.30 and I'm like oh okay I guess I probably should go to sleep so I did um, and I was playing right before the show like right right before the show and there was a vast difference between when I was just playing now and when I was playing at 4 in the morning I don't know what happened but all those demons found me this time it was just not pretty 
constant death. I'm like, oh, that's not good, you know? But anyway, I got a little farther. I don't know if I hit a checkpoint or not, so we'll see what happens. But um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm getting close to 50. I'm in Act 4, finally. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The funny thing would be if you were to finish Act 4 and still at level 49, you wouldn't be able to move on to Hell difficulty yet. Because you have oh no you have to be fifty to move on into hell. Well, I think I got like I'm not halfway to fifty. I'm like a quarter of the way, but I didn't hit a checkpoint, so I don't know what sticks or doesn't. But no. um, I tried, you know. And then Sean and I played for a little bit too. Um, but he's not in nightmare; he's in normal still. So we're still within like the Zoltan cool stuff, but we're almost done. Well, that's good. Yeah, and that's really about all I have to report on that. I'm such a horrible host. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, Brace is not here tonight because he's he's celebrating. Uh, one of his buddies is turning forty tonight, so he's uh he's out celebrating that. So, yeah, he. I don't think Brace has actually been playing a whole lot of Diablo though, so I can throw him under the bus still, even though he's not here. So, hi, Brace. Oh, he'll he'll catch up to you eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now now that I you know defailed myself um i i will go ahead and mention what i've been up to because like i said i've been really sick so i haven't been getting as much time into the game and so uh i got my wizard up to paragon level 60 and things are still going pretty good there didn't really find anything of too much worth um i got my throwing barb up to paragon level 10 and that's pretty cool and this is going to be a pretty ongoing theme, I guess, for this show and for a special audio that will be coming out soon, or maybe you've already heard it, depending on if I get it out before this show posts or not. Um, I've been playing hardcore, not with Lantonio and the Death and Waiting crew, but I, I have been, I've dusted off my hardcore wizard and I blew through normal, and then I killed the Butcher and Nightmare, and I'm... Uh, let's see, how far in Act 2 am I? I think I just got to the part after you... Uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember the captain's name where uh, all those uh, snake people are imitating them. And you go down in... and It's like before you kill Magda, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, my hardcore wizard's sitting at level 40. And um, Antonio, it's all solo, all self-found, not using the auction house other than to... I was pretty sure that's what you were. I think that's what no, I said no, when you, I was talking you, about you, it. You, well, I, I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will be able to, um, you know, <laughs> correct you on that and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely said that Nevik was probably using the auction house." So didn't I say by now? I think he might be using the auction house, but I, I thought he was doing self found. Mm -hmm. I think is no, what I said. I don't think so. But anyways. <laughs> well, you know what, Nevik, negative Nancy, I'll find you. It's what you want. I give you props. I don't want to play cell phone. It takes me too much time. I like the auction house. When you die, and it will happen. Yeah, I know. You'll you'll be <laughs> you'll be ready for the auction yeah, house. Yeah, that yeah. I kind of blogged about that. I was like, you know, if I do die, um, I probably won't stick to the idealistic uh, notion of being self found. I'll probably you know kind of <laughs> cheat, use the auction house to get myself back up. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, Lantonio, you you are the meat of the show tonight, so what have you been up to? Well, since you talked about hardcore, I guess I can just go ahead and start on that. I decided to start uh, playing hardcore, and me and a couple of the community members decided to record our uh, 
ongoing adventures in hardcore, at least some of it so far. And what I did is I started a hardcore barbarian. I thought that that might give me the best survivability. Is yes, I was kind of scared going into it because I've had terrible, terrible things happen in Diablo 2 with playing hardcore, and I never thought I'd actually do it again. But honestly, Paragon leveling and stuff, even though yeah, I'm not that far yet. I'm only 40. Just getting a little old, auction house, never finding anything, at least not with my luck, blah, blah, blah. So we started playing hardcore, and our first night, I think we you know, went nice and slow, not too far. Um, I think we did mostly uh, MP10. Jamie and I had gotten a little ahead and then went back and helped uh, Chris and Jesse, Saintly Demon and CKR Tech, uh, catch up to us. Um, we beat normal and then continued on over the next couple of weeks um, right now I'm a level 51 I have been using the auction house and I'm happy that I have because even with the auction house my absolute first scare was in Belial and Nightmare <laughs> I came within a centimeter and I'm talking on the gargoyle oh, no. the, the uh, yeah on the health of the gargoyle at the chin is where my health was and there was probably a centimeter of Belial's health left and it just started dropping my health, and I used up all my safeties. You know, I had Berserker, um, let's see, Jump with uh, Iron, I forget what it's called, the one that gives you more uh, mm-hmm. armor, and then all the other good stuff that I had. And I couldn't believe it. And if it wasn't for Jamie having his monk in with the Blinding Flash to stop the uh, damage for, I think, a couple seconds, I would have been dead. And man, was my heart race, and I literally had to go wipe. It was really bad. <laughs> but I don't even know really what happened because I didn't lose an ounce of health. And what I saw hit me was the uh, acid pools they does, the bigger ones when he hits shows like two at a time near the end. Mm-hmm. And the whole time the other acids hit me and it wasn't doing anything because I do have life on hit and a bunch of stuff. But it scared me. Um, but after that, we went right through the rest of Nightmare without any issues um, we beat Belial, and we went through, actually beat Diablo as well, and we're in hell at the moment, which, like uh, Nevik was saying, I got a recording coming out of some of our playtime, and you'll be able to hear you know, a little bit about that, and if when the next one comes out, you'll see, because we had originally planned to do it all on the recording, but we got antsy, and we went ahead, yeah. so, <laughs> a lot ahead, but... Anyway, on the other side, on the softcore side, I've been playing uh, my Witch Doctor. I got to level 40 on my Paragon. I might even be 41 now or so. I can't remember. Um, played a little bit of my Wizard. I got her to level 21 just because I had switched over from my CM build to an Archon. Just for a little fun. I watched the YouTube video and got interested and wanted to do a little bit of XP runs on MP0. And As long as I'm an Archon, I don't die. If I got out, Archon does die, but she's only got like 200 res, so it's still pretty fun. I'm still liking her, but I still like my Witch Doctor better, unfortunately. Like I said, I have been playing a lot with JC Monkey, Saintly Demon, CKR Tech, and recently started playing with another community member, Scanline. I've been having a really, really fun time playing with those guys. And you can ask any of them guys. I'm not going to stress enough. I want to see more community members on Mumble. It is great to talk. It's... I don't think I can even play hardcore without talking because you don't want to type and, and yeah. die if you you know are doing that. And when you can talk, everyone who does it says they wish they were done it sooner. Get on, talk with us, play with us. I'd be glad to talk to anybody. You know, Nevik's not so easy to get along with, but you'll deal with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, just I'm, I'm really enjoying hardcore. I haven't died yet, and I'm scared to die. And now that I'm getting, you know, to high levels, like I said, I hit level 51 right before the show. And, I mean, I haven't really stepped much into hell yet because I'm waiting to farm some gold to get a better weapon. And go ahead and get one of them level reduction weapons so I can stop right through, hopefully, most of hell. And I can't wait to get into Inferno, and I'm kind of kind of nervous about it. I don't really want to die now that I'm this far, and I'm almost thinking about starting up another bar just as a backup in case I do die so it's not so much leveling all at once and I can have some stuff on him. Um, I looked up a lot of stuff, though, you know, recommendations and tips on hardcore, and I'm going to pretty much agree with everything. You know, if you see any uh, leg, get out, take your time, over-level, and... For the most part, it hasn't been too difficult yet. But like I said, yeah, we're not in Endgame, and hopefully we don't die as soon as we get to Inferno. Yeah. So, that's pretty much what I've been doing in-game. And stack tons and tons of Vitality. Tons of Vitality. Tell you the truth, I got a lot of Vitality, but I have been going with all my Strength uh, gems as of now until I start dying more. Um, I'm thinking about if I get a higher weapon, since I won't need as much DPS putting some more life on hit in, or finding a weapon with life on hit, but the vitality I have around 20,000 going into hell, and I haven't tried hell yet, so I don't know how that is with 20,000 health, but 20,000 a nightmare seems to be more than mm-hmm. enough at least with the barb, so I don't know, where, where are you at with yours? Are you doing all of it? I mean, I know because your gear is probably lower from you know finding not as good stuff without using the auction house do you have to stack complete with that? Yeah, I'm pretty much stacking vitality as much as possible. Uh-huh. And my DPS is a little low, so I, I have to definitely go slow and steady and careful. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, basically I'm using a wave of force, and it's like I forgot how much I loved that ability. It's such a great ability yeah. because uh, when I killed Diablo in normal, like, just... just you know, by chance, I decided to try to wave a force, uh, the fireball, the big fireball that leaves the big, you know, pool of fire on the ground. Mm-hmm. That actually, you can actually reflect it back with wave of force. It doesn't actually do any damage to Diablo, but it's still pretty, it's still pretty neat. So, but uh, yeah, basically lots of vitality. I try to get DPS where I can, but I'm pretty much all about the vitality because that's what you need. You you need wiggle room. And even though you're not probably not dying as fast, does it take me a really long time to kill, though? No, not, I mean, as champion packs sometimes take a little bit of time, especially if they're extra health. But, you know, I've only had a couple scares. One time I got frozen, and that was kind of scary because I was also surrounded at that moment. But fortunately, I had mm-hmm. just enough vitality, and my diamond skin came back off a of cooldown. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then just, I was like, get off me with the wave of force. And then I was, you know, dropped a blizzard and got out of there. <laughs> um, wh- one more thing. Uh, Nevik mentioned the uh, Destin Waiting Crew. And I just wanted to give Jamie props for that little name. And cause we were trying to figure out something, you know, call the group. You know, we we're all excited about playing hardcore. And we thought, yeah, you know, we're all going to die. So we, he's just kind of said, how about we're dead or death and waiting. And we all kind of liked it. So that's why we picked yeah, that. I, I kind of like it. That's a cool name. It's a cool name. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense yeah. Hardcore, <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. He spit it out real fast. He's like, I'm like, did you have that planned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, just because we call ourselves a crew or whatever, it doesn't mean any other listeners always welcome to hop in and start playing with us. I know Scanline has been uh, kind of listening in while we were playing. 
um, what he's been doing softcore, but he wants us to help him get started, and we're going to be getting on that real soon. He might have already gotten started with Jamie, too, but hopefully we can um, get him going, and he'll have some more fun. But, yeah, anybody else that wants to come and join on, we're doing um, the game where everyone's there guaranteed, Tuesday nights, and about, let's see, 6 p.m., East or Pacific and 8 p.m. Central is usually when we start until whenever we have to stop. So mm -hmm. come on, join, have fun, play hardcore. Yep. It's cool. Awesome. I haven't gotten into hardcore yet, but the thing you were talking about with Vitality just clicked for me today. <laughs> it took that long. Yeah, yeah I was um, doing fine in um, Act 4, and then I just I ran into a couple of the packs of blue monsters like all together with a bunch of others and I couldn't get past them no matter what I did and I ended up <laughs> trading out the uh, gems I was using. I was using the red ones for strength because mm -hmm. I figured mm -hmm. barbarian strength, good, you know, and I switched it out for the purple ones that are vitality and it was like a lot easier of going, oh, okay, that's that's the way to go. Yep. But it was fine up until that point. I was okay with all the red gems. Yeah, we really thought it was a good idea to switch to hardcore because it I don't know if you felt the same way when you started playing it, Nevik, but it feels just like you get to start the game all over again. Mm -hmm. With with people losing their gear a lot, I'm sure, the auction house doesn't feel like it's flooded and gold doesn't feel like it's worthless. I don't think... I, yeah, I've been using the auction house, but I don't think I spent more than... I think 20000 was my max I've spent in gold to get an upgrade. I mean, until now, I'm, now I have to save to get those uh, reduced level requirement weapons because those are selling for a lot. But other than that, I think... 5,000 gold on most everything and you just keep getting upgrades and when you look at uh, what the expensive stuff later on costs, it seems a lot more reasonable to what it's, what I would hope that it would be mm -hmm. worth in hardcore and that, that's what I like a lot about it. The economy seems a lot better. Um, not that I'm not going to play softcore anymore because I'm sure I will and if I die more than twice in hardcore probably going to be about it for me but, you know, it's fun so I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I, I remember that that first shock of going to my stash and being like, oh, that's right. Gotta pay to get more space. Yeah, I have okay. my second tab fully <laughs> paid for. Now I just need to open up that third tab. You have that 200000 and you're like, I don't know if I want to spend it, but seeing as though you're self-found, yeah, self you have really yeah. a, lot of others, a lot of other stuff to spend, so it's not too bad yeah, for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, I probably should start another wizard and be like, That'll be wizard number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like if I get this hardcore wizard up, that'll be my uh, that'll be my what seventh level sixty and my third level sixty wizard. Nice. <laughs> Do you plan on um, using the auction house once you get to Inferno? Yes. Okay, I think your blog said that you were going to do that. Yeah, basically, it's I want to get to Inferno, and I don't think I'm going to try to do self found once I get to Inferno because yeah. uh, it's that's too risky. Yeah, and if you go back in Hell and spend a lot all that time, you're going to have to be in Hell to upgrade to get to Inferno. It's going to take so long, I would think, because you need what do you say for a, a wizard to be pretty efficient in um, MP zero, probably fifty to eighty thousand DPS. So that might take a while, right? And uh, no, you don't need that much <laughs> MP0. Well, I mean to go like wipe everything and never have to worry because my oh, right. my my wizard has probably like, seventy thousand. I could still 40. die. <laughs> so probably forty would be the low end to mm -hmm. where you would you know have to probably think about a couple packs, but anything over forty and you yeah. should be just running straight through. Right. But uh, okay. 
um, before we move into the introduction from the forum, it, Lantern, do you have one or are yep. we going to? Okay. Um, let's go ahead and mention our Audible. Tonight's show is sponsored by our good friends over at Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. With your 30-day free trial, you will get the digital versions of the Wall Street Journal and New York Times. And every month that you carry your subscription, you will have access to a new audiobook. And if that wasn't enough, they have a great listen guarantee. So if you pick a book and you didn't quite like it, you are able to exchange that book, no questions asked, for another audiobook. So that's pretty amazing. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So, Lantonio, who who introduced themselves on our forums? Well, this week we have Chad Werrick, and we all know him as a.k.a. Ripley. Uh, or his battle tag is Ripley number 1307, and I think we've all had a lot of emails from him and played with him a bunch. Um, he says he's 41 years old, and he's originally from Illinois, and he moved out of there about 15 years ago. He lives wait, with wait, his wait, husband. wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I have to correct this, because I have to correct this with my daughter. Illinois... Mm-hmm. It's Illinois. Okay, You're Illinois. You're killing me right. over Who here. Cares? I grew up in that state. Oh, my God. I'm like shocked. Well, I'm from Wisconsin, you know? so we all call it Illinois, all right? No, so man. You got to get it right. You got to get that right. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, no, no. No tomato, tomato. There's no pronouncing the S on Illinois. Ah, you illiterate people. I tell you. All you writers. You writers. Oh. <laughs> Okay. You're the one anyway. pronouncing it wrong, and you're calling me illiterate, right? No, or not illiterate, but you writers, you literate people. They're, are, oh, well, the okay, that, that'll give you. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> you can call me literate. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these guys are the people that yell at people on forums for writing you are instead of Y-O-U-R. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, worry about that on sorry, forums, I, but you got to get Illinois right. This is the thing. Wisconsin <laughs> and Illinois have this like rivalry going back and forth with like the football teams and stuff. So it's like you can't. Yeah. I, I can't just sit and let that go by. <laughs> anyway, he says I live with my husband, three cats, and an American bulldog. We are big genre fans, from horror movies to comic books. But I only video game player. I'm the only video game player in the family. I'm a full time musician, keyboards. Used to work on Broadway, and I am in Ripley's. Believe it or not, feel free to ask why. Love the podcast. Usually listen to it while I'm at the gym. The entire Soulstone community has been great and made the entire gaming experience so much fun. Thanks and hope to see you all in game. Chad Ripley. So, Chad, um, why are you in Ripley's, believe it or not? You'll have to email us now. Or, I guess <laughs> I guess you could just tell us on the forums, but an email would work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering. There yeah. could be a lot of things. Yeah, there could be very many things. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, um... Oh boy, we have a ton of Twitter, um, so uh, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tag team and um, yeah we're gonna have to tag team tweeters. So Jen, you want to tackle the first half? Okay, so first we have one from at the underscore elude i l u d e. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, Anybody that's know? how I'd okay. go with it. Okay, um, so the elude says to all of us here at at uh, Soulstone. He says, Bashiach is indeed a fallen shaman and has a screenshot to prove it. Mm-hmm. So we were asking about that, I think, in a previous show. So now we absolutely know for sure. We've got one from at CKR Tech. 
He says, trying not to laugh out loud at work while listening to the latest Shattered Soulstone. Great work, guys. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to crack people up at work, make people look at them funny, you know? And uh, that, that uh, let's see, the Brasia, who's not here but has sent a tweet, responded to the allude about Fasiak and said, LOL, and now we have proof because he's got the screenshot. So there's, yes. I'm going to have to go find him now. You know, Fallen Shaman, Bashiach. That might be fun. All right. The next one is from Lylira. Mm-hmm. And this is in response to Tadasinke sharing his New Tristram News newspaper. It's a paperly newspaper. Those are fun. Um, so Lylira says to at Tadasinke, thanks, will do. In return, I suggest at Shattered Stone. They're a great D3 podcast group and super friendly to boot, which is very nice of her to say. Clearly, um, clearly they must not be talking about me. <laughs> Just exclude Nevik. Everyone Nevik. except oh the negative goodness. Nancy. Yeah, ne- Nevik's a big meanie. That guy's such a jerk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, the next tweet is actually from Nevik, so here we go. Um, in response to Lylira... He said, once again, thanks for the Shattered Soulstone shout out, adding Tadasinke's newspaper to the show notes for our next episode, which is cool. And Tadasinke noticed that and responded to Nevik, said, wow, what a nice thing to do. We'll add Shattered Soulstone to the feed for sure. Well, at Shattered Stone, because it feeds off your Twitter, the paper lays. He says, thank you and keep up with the show. And follows that up with done and done. Thanks and hi to the crew at Shattered Soulstone. Yep, that... And I have I checked it out um, the day that that happened, which was what was that? Maybe two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago now. <laughs> Might have been, yeah. Yeah, it was right after we wrapped episode thirty-four. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. Th- so our Twitter continues, and this is from our good friend Rillandune and fellow Neil Diamond lover, and he he made a response in t- to episode thirty-four, and and it goes like this at. N- at me, IPA is India Pale Ale, dumbass. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, maybe you might want to wait a few seconds. I corrected myself in episode 34. But um, then we got a tweet from Papa Kangaroo, so Medros responded to both Rillandune and I. Uh, and he said, love the running Shattered Soulstone commentary. LOL. And that was because Rillandune was basically live blogging his listening of episode 34. So then Rillandune responded to Medros, and he said, I seem to be live-tweeting my listening of episode 34. Wow, I just said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, sir, just mentioned the... Oh, boy. Red, um, red wine? Red, red wine. RRW. <laughs> Shifty eyes. And so then Medros <laughs> responded to Rill, I was not there. How could I have mentioned... Oh, man... Red, red wine. Red, red wine. And then Rillandune responded to Medros, You emailed the show something about 10 cents per, per RRW mention. And then Medros followed that back up with a, Ah, yes, I recall now. It was a tweet. I think 33 had... And that's in response to episode 33... Or regards to episode 33. Had like 20 plays of that one clip i meant to go back and count but oh well and then uh the real j french otherwise known as saint demon said great podcast this week just finished it good or got some good laughs wow i cannot read tonight what is wrong with me 
Apparently neither can I, don't worry. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then our good friend Chris, otherwise known as CKR Tech, um, in a more recent tweet, he said, Man, wish I were in on the spontaneous Diablo 3 roundtable in the latest Shattered Soulstone with Nebic and Lantonio. Great topics, guys. And he is, of course, uh, that is regarding the interview that we did with Red Team Gaming, where we had Sipco and Dread from Red Team Gaming on, and that was a, that was a fun time. I really enjoyed talking to both of them. I, I guess Lantonio did not have a good time because he's just quiet. So like, is he oh. still there? Did he walk away from the microphone? I don't I know. I couldn't be at that. I couldn't be at that interview because I was sicker than I am now. With as soon as spring starts, I die for like three days, and then I'm just miserable. Right. But I can like still, you know. Can you sort guys of hear me again? Sorry about that. Oh, oh hey, yes. there you are. I, I uh, unplugged <laughs> my mic on accident. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that explains it. So yeah, I so... pulled out from under my chair. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But yeah, so you had a great time with that with that interview yeah that was awesome i actually wanted to talk a lot more and i gotta get on still gotta get on looking at some of uh sipco's and dread stuff because i haven't really had a chance to well i haven't done it i guess i probably could, did have a chance to <laughs> anyway We're i'll get on looking people. at that yeah <laughs> and, and you've been busily biz, busily you've been you've been busy leveling in uh hardcore yeah i speak of that i saw that sipco had like 16 guys die in hardcore and I feel so bad for him I don't know what I'd do with one guy dies let alone that many he's he's a trooper apparently yeah and you know what before we go into the emails um, I included a link uh, where did I put it um, oh yeah uh, it was on Diablo Inc. Gamers and Xanth from he's one of the contributing editors there he interviewed somebody who lost a hardcore Paragon level 98 and I was like, oh, if I lost the Paragon level 98, I think I would just um, delete Diablo 3 and never play it again. I would cry. Yeah. That's just, that's got to be a long time. But this guy, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, I'm going to have to open up the link while I talk about it. He, not only did he not give up, he went back and he Paragoned 100. So I was like, that's Man. devotion. Yeah, that is that that's inc- that's crazy. Oh, and um, let's see, uh, da, 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 Protato. Yeah, that that was the name of his level ninety-eight Paragon Barbarian that he lost. Protato. I love that name. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I I cannot believe, cannot believe. Oh my goodness, I don't know what I would do. I hope I never never get that far in hardcore. Because <laughs> uh, if that happened to you, man, we'd be hearing about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Twitter would be the first place that I would probably go and, and cry and commiserate. <laughs> but As most people do with Twitter, with most things. That's what it's for, right? That would yeah. be the one day I won't give you any hard time. <laughs> I just, I'll just let you be. I think that you had it bad enough already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move into our email. Our first email comes from Commander Bird, Lantonio. Let's let's see if um, you're reading is a little bit better than mine tonight. Okay. Uh, Commander Bird here, working towards a level 60 Demon Hunter. Uh, The closer I get to 60, it's the harder it is getting, but I love a good challenge. So I can duel and work on my keys. 
Anyone own a PS3 and think Diablo 3 would work on it with a controller? Anyone remember Diablo back in the day? I think the first PlayStation had it in 1998. Love the podcast and keep up the good work. Wait, wait, wait. What? Diablo 3 on a PlayStation? What? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, of course, this came in after the news of uh, Chris Metzen showing up at the PlayStation 4 event. And it's like, wait, oh my god. Oh my god, is he going to announce Titan, what it is? And it's Diablo 3 for PlayStation? What? <laughs> like, okay, sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Jen, I, well, you know what? Brazia was the one, he pl- he originally played Diablo on the PlayStation. So, and yeah. it's really unfortunate that he's not here tonight, because I, I, I would... He has a different perspective than all of us because, right? Uh, I mean, we all played Diablo on the PC. <laughs> I have played on the PS One. I tried to sell it because I used to work it at a video game retailer, and it was not an easy sell. I'd be like, "Yeah, Diablo, it's awesome. Play it." And they're like, "What? No, that's okay." Ah, well, I don't know about that, but um, Sean actually uses a controller to play it on the Mac. He's got, like, one of these game controllers you can hook up and set keys to and all that cool stuff. And it works pretty well for him. Yeah. yeah well, but it's not, like, the intended way, you know? <laughs> and it's not on a PlayStation. Yeah. Well, it didn't come as any kind of shock that that there was going to be a console version because back before Diablo 3 even launched, it was it was Bastiat. And he mentioned, man, this feels good on a controller. So, it, I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't like you know we were blindsided by this but i i was a little shocked that it was for playstation 3 and playstation 4 and i was like oh my goodness that's weird but okay you know anything to hopefully you know extend the uh audience of of our show is definitely welcome but uh antonio what's your opinion on it well on the ps3 version okay cool I don't know how good it's going to work with all the if you have four people in a group and everything going all over with the way the PS3 seems to lag a lot and stuff Mm -hmm. when it comes to a lot of visuals but on the PS4 um, I know I'll I'll probably have one so I'm excited about it I I like console gaming as you guys already know and being able to play with people that don't have computers that can handle Diablo or even a computer for instance at all I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I have a couple of people that I really want to play some more PS3 or you know, PS4 in the future with, and I can't wait to maybe try to get my fiance, you know, on the couch because she likes the controller. She don't like a computer, so if I can get her to play, which she already has played, um, what's that one Diablo like on the PC? It was Dungeon Hunter Alliance, and she likes that. So if she can like that, I know she'll like Diablo. And if I can talk with her about Diablo, that means I'm gonna get more Diablo playtime. Yep. And that makes me happy. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely fun playing with your significant other and like right. killing demons and stuff like that. Definitely fun. So, yeah, I hope that works out for you. Yeah, I think yeah. the market will definitely be better on PS4. Although, you know, it Diablo 3 isn't really, you know, it it doesn't really push our computers to the limit in terms of, like, just the pure polygon models. Like, when you do the zoom up, y- y- you can see, you know, just how not... Well, they're made of low polygons. Obviously, they have really good textures on them. But uh, it's like, yeah, the physics the physics is probably the one thing that taxes most people's video cards more than anything. So the PS4 will be fine for that. The PS3, that's where that's probably where it's really going to have problems. It PS4 also has 
8 gigs of RAM um, built onto the onto the motherboard so th that will definitely help out a lot but the cool thing is you have a share button on that PS4 controller so you can just stream whatever you're doing Diablo th in Diablo 3 and it you don't even have to do anything it's just there so that's kind of cool yeah that'll be exciting in the days following that big announcement um, which you know still in my opinion was still kind of like oh, you know that's cool but is there really that much of a market for it but then we discovered that uh, well some of the questions that I had was will will PS4 and PS3 players be able to play with us people on Battle.net on our PCs and Macs and the answer to that is no <laughs> no they will not and there's a couple reasons because one you're gonna have local co-op in the console versions which is pretty cool um, which as Lantonio was mentioning he might be able to get some more Diablo time in with with the uh, significant other his fiance and also it has just by that mere fact it has offline play so yeah we, we had a lot of people screaming for offline play when mm -hmm. D3 first launched and they were very upset they couldn't do it I have a feeling though that that non-crossover might be a problem with uh, the community so we do have a lot of time to change stuff and I was hoping that maybe that'd be one of the things that everyone can get on the forums and get all riled up about and complain about and you know all the things everybody does when it comes to the trolling and get that at least on the PS4 crossover would be so amazing I that that disappointed that was a heartbreaker because you know with all the time and stuff that we have on our PC guys you know that's gonna be rough to start all over again but I still will yeah, I, I think the interface differences is going to be just enough to keep them separate. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that I do not believe that we've heard confirmation one way or another that I don't think there's going to be a real mo money auction house. Um, for the Yeah, I'm not sure how they could do it without yeah. Battle.net. That's what's making it work. Yeah, so you'll probably have your gold auction house and that'll probably be it, which makes sense. Um, that, that way they don't have to worry about figuring out some partnership with Sony and, you know, have to cut Sony's, you know, a portion of those real money auction house fees and stuff like that. Because, right. yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, I'm still a little perplexed by it, but still very cool. Um, but, man, the forums and the <laughs> uproar, they're like, oh, so no wonder why Diablo 3 was so awful. You guys were developing this for the console all along. That's why it sucks. It's like, oh my goodness. Nah. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you well. Keep playing Diablo when you keep saying how bad it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some some people have, you know, 1,500 hours. And they're like, man, this game sucks. It's like, but, but you played 15 <laughs> hours. 1,500 hours. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see. But, um, I don't think I'm going to get a PS4 right away. Probably not for. I, I almost never jump on the bandwagon with the first-gen launches of systems because those are generally the systems that have the most amount of problems, but mm -hmm. um, that and also... Yeah, it's like people that buy them are beta testing it for the rest of y'all. Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes the quality testing on the individual parts kinds of fails and, you know... Yeah. And even then, sometimes you get burned by Microsoft, which, speaking of which, um, I have a suspicion... Because of the way that, uh, oh my goodness, who who was there with Chris Metzen? Was it Rob Pardo? No, it wasn't Pardo. Who am I thinking? I don't oh, know. 
somebody else was with him. Uh, oh my goodness, the listeners are probably yelling at their at the iPod <laughs> right now. And uh, but um, they they phrased it that they were in a strategic partnership with Sony. So that leads us to believe that possibly Microsoft. You know, I I have a feeling that we'll also see Diablo three on the Xbox three sixty and whatever next gen. Um, Xbox system Microsoft announces either at E3 or maybe a little bit before E3, which is in uh, June? Is it June or... No, I think it's July this year. Yeah. But it, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope that... Um, well, okay. We're going to backtrack just a second here. Um, basically, they said that the PlayStation version will be concurrent with 107 and that all patches will be concurrent between the PC and console. That all makes sense. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we got news of 108, you know, mm-hmm. L- little rumblings of 108. Uh, nothing major yet other than identify all. Yay! <laughs> I, I know, I know Lantano, nice. you were most excited about that. Yeah, that's one of my prayers that I've been having for a long time that I like to sneak in whenever I do anything that's ask for that so I'm, I'm happy that that's good. I mean it's huge it should be there especially when you're in a public game you go out and you have the ID a whole stack of rares while everyone else is progressing it's, it's, it's not work, you know it's not called for so that's something that should have been done right from the start in my mind but what are you going to do at least it's here now yeah and the other little major um, snippet of you know teaser information of 108 is that they are finally going to address monster density in acts one two and four unfortunately only in inferno (laughs) but still you know that's where most people are so at at least at least it will be helpful for all of us that are in inferno and it won't be overwhelming for new players you know trying to play through normal and get swamped and killed and killed and but yeah, I think we've digressed quite a bit on the console version of Diablo 3. So let's get to our other emails of the night. We got another email from Lord Bacon. And again, Brasia, this is your email. But anyways, Lord Bacon says, Good day, guys. Lord Bacon with a hopeful, excited email about the updates seen in StarCraft 2 expansion. What's the StarCraft thing? <laughs> Oh, Lord, I am I excited, goes on Lord Bacon. I'm sure Brasia and his son are excited, too. I am referring to the Heart of the Swarm video featuring social features. I trust you have seen this already. Actually, no, I haven't, because I'm not invested in Heart of the Swarm or StarCraft. Anyways, um, if not, get yourself some sweet... Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, Rill. Red, red wine. Red, red wine. And some bacon. Now, lower the ambient light, relax, and press play while voluptuously puckering your lips. Wait, what? Wait, what kind of video is he sending us to, exactly? I I don't know, and now I'm worried. But, okay. Yep, clan support in groups. This is just outright awesome. Perfect for Diablo 3. Yippee! Tin Tin foil hat time. Can we hopefully see this feature being ported to our beloved game? I'm interrupt this email and say, yeah, I think we're probably going to see it at some point. Um, probably not in 108, though. Um, so, Lord Bacon continues, as, an, as to an update on what has been happening with my own gaming sessions, uh, which is little due to work, 
and more work and then some freelance work on top but I am still very happy to say that I did embark on some post 107 gaming and working towards paragons I am however woefully unable to get even the basic chance of keys and new recipes only found one key during act 3 farming over eight games on inferno monster power 2 I must say that Toto which is his male wizard is enjoying the love he received from the updates I think that post 107 we are finally seeing the real Diablo game and rolling a new character is making sense during all my play sessions I only found one green item and that's said item is this normal what is your experience uh, my current MP farming level is 3 and Paragon level 18. I am now contemplating rolling a female wizard. Wait, wait, wait. I, I totally glossed over that. He has a male wizard? Male yeah. wizards exist? Yeah. <laughs> Surprising, huh? I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's contemplating rolling a female wizard for self-found items. As the auction house made Toto money spending whore... Uh, made Toto a money spending whore of... Wow, can we say that? <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out in the edit. Yeah, of epic proportions. I wish you and yours a wonderful time in Sanctuary, and keep up the epic task, my friends. Sincerely, Lord Bacon. Wow. <laughs> that was borderline <laughs> right there. That was, yeah, that might was have a little been. saucy. <laughs> well, between maybe, the description of the video. In good and... context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh, I, I would say that that is not unusual. Um, I remember uh, how many... I think I only found one set item back before all of this monster power and nerfs to Inferno and everything. And that was pretty much it. And then I, I don't know what happened. I guess I started getting more magic find gear and that made a difference. Or I just was started killing faster. I don't know. I would definitely say that it's not unusual to, you know have be on the uh, butt end of RNG <laughs> but uh, I don't find anything ever that often I mean I play a lot more so I find some stuff but back you know when we were first starting where he's talking about and stuff we didn't find a ton I don't think I got my first green until Inferno at least so yeah yeah and it's like I I honestly do not know how people find these amazing items like just tonight our good friend Root linked me an Echoing Fury that he found which was like 1190 DPS it had 168 intelligence had crit damage of 90 was it 89% yeah 89% and an open socket I was like oh my god how much did you pay for that or did you find it it was like oh I got a deal it was only 999 million gold I was like uh, uh, what <laughs> it's like you you had but then again, it's root. So of course he had over, you know, a billion gold. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm so painfully broke in Diablo. It's so sad. I have 20 million gold that I got from root. So thank you, by the way. And other than that, I would be broke. So I'm jealous as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jen... You, yeah, you, <laughs> I have like nothing compared to y'all. I'm sure you know. you'll be able to commiserate with us once once you get there, in in all good time. The most important thing is that you're enjoying your tr your trip. The, I usually am the journey. <laughs> and, oh, and speaking of journey, 
I'm I'm really forcing this one in. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. There was an amazing video that I saw on YouTube um, by uh, uh, the username was Violente, and that's Taylor um, Taylor Davis, uh, I believe. And oh man, I really hope I don't get this wrong. I believe she is the uh, a violin of Apotheosis, which is um, a string a string band that does like covers of metal songs and stuff like that. Cool. Um, so yeah, they did. Uh, sh she did this video um, in cosplay of Journey characters. And if you don't know what Journey is, um, and you have a PS3, go to the PSN network and buy Journey. It is a s quite easily the best ten dollars you will ever spend on a game. It, uh, it's yeah, just do it, and and then you can thank me later on Twitter. You're welcome. So sorry, I really, I really forced that one in. <laughs> But it was kind of organic, you know, and mm, and maybe. now now not so much. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that that concludes our emails. So thank you, thank you everybody for participating um, on the tweeters and through email. I I really hope that uh, oh, I I know we haven't been as consistent with our recording times. Scheduling has been getting rough, especially during the springtime, um, both with Jen and I having allergy problems and just being sick and finally getting over it. I've had a sinus cold and flu. Well, and then I got the flu one night um, for, what, a month? Almost six weeks now that I've been oh, that's sick. that's no fun. That yeah. is no fun at all. Mm -hmm. And just today, I'm not using Sudafed, so this, this is good. So Step in the right direction. Yeah, so like, like I mentioned, there's a ton of news. A ton of news because we've you know, took an extra week. So, um, where, where shall we start? Oh, I know. How about, unless you were living underneath a rock, uh, BlizzCon was announced November 8th and 9th in Anaheim. And I am very happy to report, or at least Jen is very happy to report, that she has a chance to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know. I know my brother is getting married. But I didn't know when, and they didn't know when. And not long ago, they sent us um, like a Facebook message saying, "Hey, you know, send us your address so that we can send you a save the date, you know, card." And we sent them the address, and nothing happened. And when we checked back in, it turned out they'd pushed the date back. They wanted to get this one particular venue, and they couldn't get it for like the first date that they thought of which would have been right around like October or November which would have made it impossible for me to you know afford both going to Chicago for the wedding and then coming back and going to BlizzCon just wouldn't have happened they've moved it so they're getting married in March of next year mm -hmm. yes so I might be able to go I don't know um, we're working on finances with that uh, like you kind of alluded to earlier my work situation's been a little weird for the last couple weeks but um, we'll see you know, if anything, Sean and I were thinking of just going, like, down there and maybe getting a hotel room and hanging out with people, maybe outside of it. Yeah. I hear that's... people do that. You know, I mean, that might be a possibility, but we got to we gotta figure it out. We got to figure out if we have enough money um, and, you know, getting around work. Like, I can change my work schedule, but Sean can't necessarily just do that at the drop of a hat, so we'll see. Right. Yeah, you know, and then I got to figure out how I'm going to physically survive a crowd of people because <laughs> I get sick every time. Well, you know, you could just get one of those big blow-up balls, and um, and then and then you could just push people out of your way. 
There we go. It'd be you know? amazing. You you could you could it'd be BlizzCon bowling. <laughs> yeah, there we are. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I think I'm gonna have to bring food with me, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm hoping to go down there. Um I I hopefully can get uh that following Sunday off because I'll I'll need it I'll need that Sunday for travel. But you know, it, coming from Sacramento that's a that's quite a drive. <laughs> You know, it's a good seven-hour drive, and I will be all by my lonesome. So, oh wow, yeah, I, so I, much for all of us going to Nevics and crashing, and then going there. Uh, yeah, I live kind of on—I kind of live on the wrong, <laughs> wrong side of the state for that to happen. Yep. Um, but, You'd have to pretty much drive right through where we're at to get there. Uh, sorta. I Maybe. Don't, I don't really go along the coast. I go down, go down the valley. Oh yeah, then. No, <laughs> but, but um, I I have made that drive all by myself before. It's brutal. I it, actually I did it. Well, I didn't go down to Anaheim, but there was one time where I came into work and they were like, "Hey, you want to go to Lancaster?" I was like, "Uh, sure. Where is Lancaster?" And then I looked on the map. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's over by the desert in Southern California. Fantastic. Why did I agree to do this?" And yeah, drove all the way down there and back in the same day. That was insane. I hope to never do that again. But anyways, so yeah, I I would love to be able to get into BlizzCon, but I hope to at least go down there and, uh, you know, go to one of the parties and meet meet and greet all of, all of our friends on Twitter because a ton of them will be down there. So. Yeah, and it should be fun. I'm really hoping to go. I think if I go, I'm going to wear a tiara so everyone knows. Oh, look, Queen of Haiku. There she is. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, a tiara, that, that's princess. You're not the yeah. princess of Haiku. You have to uh, wear well, a Well, I crown. guess I need like a whole crown, like yes. a big to-do. You know, that's going to get awful heavy, though. I don't know. Well, well it doesn't have to be a big, huge crown. It could, you know, just be like, you know. You, you could go to Burger King, get a crown from there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it would be cheap, too. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, I'll be like, okay, I'm just here for the crown, I can't eat your food because I'm allergic to everything, but I just need a crown, don't mind me. Probably won't be the strangest thing they see down towards Anaheim around then, so Oh, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, um, uh, let's see, we've got a bunch of other things, so uh, there was this amazing fan art of uh, the um, angel Ariel, am I pronouncing that right? That sounds about right. By, uh, yeah. Templier Painter. I think I tripped more over the name of the artist, but we'll include a link to their Deviant Art page. And yeah, just absolutely gorgeous fan art. So. It's really cool. Yeah, it's very well done. Yep. It's hard to do these angels too because they don't really have a form. You know, they don't have a face. You can't really see their arms too well. You know, that kind of thing. And right. this is a really good painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, We've already mentioned Tata Sinke's. Um, we're also going to include a link to his new Tristam News, which I need to check out. Cause yeah, I I've subscribed to it, so um, I'll be getting you know email notices when it uh, renews itself. That's it's kind of fun. So yeah, check it out. I scanned through it earlier today, but um, I've subscribed. I'll be getting all the news from New Tristram. Yeah. Um, there's one important thing that I did want to bring up, and I wish Brazier was here because he probably has a lot more experience with this kind of auction because, you know, Brazier's kind of an auction junkie, at least in WoW. Uh, some people noticed that there was a change to the, to the way that the auction house functioned, and we got confirmation that, indeed, they changed the auction bidding system over to uh, Vic Ray. 
I, I think I'm pronouncing that right, a Vic Ray auction, where basically you put in your, you know, what what you're willing to spend for an item. And what that will do is it won't increase the base level bid on that item. Like, basically, it, it sort of will, <laughs> but it won't affect anybody else. Or, like, nobody else will be able to... Man, this is why I wish Brazier was here, because he'd be able to explain it much better than me. <laughs> but From what I'm getting from that, and I don't know a lot about the auction house, but I think it's being done in a way so that other people can't just automatically see what you bid. Right. So basically, you put in your maximum bid, and if that doesn't exceed what somebody's um, maximum bid is, it will just reject your bid. It will say, uh, you know, you are outbid. But what it will not do is it will not jump up to that maximum that you bid. I don't... I think. Hmm. Or I... It, like I said, it's confusing. But basically, what it does is it makes it more honest. Where, you know, you, you could just increment your bids to, like, jump it and force somebody to pay more. So basically, what it does is... Um, Let's see if I can boil this down to the most simplest form. Um, what it will do is it will take everybody's maximum bids, and then, you know, obviously the person who bid the most amount will be the winner of the auction, but they will not have to pay more than what the second person, you know, the runner-up, was willing to, to bid. So, because, you know, before you could just jump that, that bid price up and up, you know, you could increment it at and then snipe an auction at the very end. So, like I said, I, I'm i not an auction house junkie, so I, I can't explain it too well, but that's basically what it boils down to, is uh, an honest way to bid, and it it has been implemented into the auction house. I, I don't know if you've noticed that at all, Antonio, because I certainly haven't been using the auction house recently. No, I haven't really been doing a lot of any bidding, especially on softcorn stuff and all my... Uh... Um, most of my auction house stuff is all buyouts too, so I, I really haven't seen any difference yet, but I'm, maybe I will yes. in the future. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave this link in in for our next show, episode 36. That way, um, Brazia can probably bring his vast knowledge and expertise of the auction house systems and uh, explain it better than I can. <laughs> but um, if somebody out there you know understands it and can explain it in a much simpler and easier way, to understand way, please email the show and, and lay it out for me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm not all that bright when it comes to auctions. So, so yeah, ho- hopefully somebody out there can set all of our listeners straight and and or Brasia will. <laughs> um, so, other than that, there was, uh, wow, there's still so much more to cover, <laughs> isn't there, Lantonio? Yeah, I guess there is. What what shall we go over first? Should we go over Gosu's um, forum post, or should we go over the developer itemization blog? How about the itemization? Okay, yeah, we'll go over that. And that, that was by a developer that basically came out of the woodwork. We were like, wait, who's this guy? And, of course, I'm refer- referring to the developer, Travis Day. Uh, you may have noticed that he's been uh, appearing up on the Blue Trackers quite a bit, but he posted a blog post about itemization and Antonio did you want to touch upon some of the topics on it 
Yeah, well, I just go with kind of how it starts. And I mean, their first section was rarity equals power. And what they were talking about there is that they want to do some changes with um, how the items drop. I guess I would say kind of uh, basically let's take legendaries, for examples. It sounds like they're going to make whatever drops off an off an off a monster depending on their level it's going to be better basically what it boils down to is they kind of want to tighten the the less drops but better better drops yeah Uh, so if you get let's say you get 20 rares instead of getting 20 rares you're gonna get 10 rares but they're gonna all have better stats so that they want to make it closer to our how archon is where if you get a level 63 monster to drop an item they wanted to have level 63 stats as well is basically what i was saying right mm-hmm. so if yeah you'll get less rares but better rares and less legendary or i don't know if you get less legendaries but you'll have better legendaries because it's going to be a lot higher uh stats on them and stuff yeah basically what i got out of it yeah um Basically, like one one example that he drew upon in in that section was that uh, instead of having an item that can roll like one to one hundred on a main stat, it would be more like a seventy-five to hundred main stat on that item, plus you know other random affixes and everything like that. In that they still um, he felt like legendaries, while they're better now, he still thinks that there's some work to be done to make them, you know, game changers. Like, he, he drew attention to, like, you know, the 300th Spear is one of those legendaries out there that can, you know, change the way that you play a Barbarian, you know. All of a sudden, now your throwing barb can be very, super effective. So, and he also included some other other um, examples, and he gave his own example of something that he would like to see. Now, this, he did give the caveat that this will not be in 108 but you know in future updates this is where he would like to take itemization in the future where uh say say you have some boots that give you that are ethereal so that you can just move through monsters you know unhindered so that would be pretty cool i think be super helpful for not getting stuck and maybe it would make you immune to frozen that would be awesome then we could all be barbarians Right? Those would have right. to be extremely rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those would be the god boots, right? Right. But, you know, they're legendary. They they need to be that good, right? So, if they're so, that hard to find. Yeah, so wh- what were some of the other points that he brought up? I know he said, um, he mentioned how Leoric sitting, you find it's a level 17, but being a level 60 character, you don't really want to wear a level 17 ring. So they were suggesting if, you know, you find, you can also find a Leoric signet from a level 63 monster and then you have a level 63 version of the ring mm-hmm. so i'm guessing that would mean instead of having you know a level what 17 ring probably has 20 intelligence i'll use um you'd have maybe 150 intelligence and to me that'd be cool that way you can get better versions of low level legendaries and you get the same thing in the high level which might end up making you have more legendaries because they'll be more available and that seems really cool to me Let's see, what else do we got here? Um, they talked about gold sinking. Uh, less is more. I was just going over the actual itemization journal right now. But mm. um, I don't really know what else they did. Not a lot else, really, did they? I, I think he also wanted to... I think... I forget where... It was like kind of like a throwaway comment. Like, um, where, where if you have a legendary crossbow drop, and then you're like, oh, not another right. hell rack... Which is, like, one of the most worthless pieces of legendary junk that I right. that I have found four of. 
It sounds like they want any legendary you find to be worthwhile to find. Yes. No matter what. Yeah, so if like they you don't, want it you know, to be the thing that you tell people about. Oh, I found this cool thing, right. guys. Instead of, oh, I found a legendary, but, eh, you know. Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. for instance, just tonight or just yesterday, I found another Echoing Fury, and it has nothing but base, uh, four different base stats with, you know, a little bit of here, a little bit there, and no open socket, no crit damage, no attack speed, other than the .02 attacks that it comes with. And it's worth about 20,000 gold on the auction house. So basically it's a brimstone. And you get excited at first to find that. But then as often as the rolls are bad, it's starting to get now to the point where, oh, great, another Echoing Fury. Who mm-hmm. cares? You know, they want that to not happen anymore. And that shouldn't happen, it's, especially as hard as it is to find it. I, I think the one thing missing from this blog post was, uh, where's our sock, our ability to add sockets? <laughs> I really want that so bad. I think everybody wants it, so... Um, yeah, really. If they do that, do you think they're going to make those bind on account as well, though? I mean, I don't know if I want a lot more bind on account items. I mean, I kind of like it because it helps you find stuff and makes your items better, but... That that would be an interesting trade-off, you know? Yeah, because otherwise, what's going to stop somebody from just adding, you know, getting whatever skill you need to add the sockets and then selling those off? Other people will go, oh, well, you know, I'll just buy that. I, I mean... One one way that, that that we could conclude that it may happen is that if they ever do introduce the ability to socket, it will require a new um, material for it to happen, uh, which will j- probably have a very low drop chance, and probably only drop from mini bosses or um, end bosses or something like that of an act, and require five stacks of Nephilim Valor, just to balance it out. Either that, or it could be a quest. Um... Uh, what do you call it a, a quest uh, completion reward uh, like Diablo in Inferno you beat him and you get one open socket kind of like that quest in Diablo 2 where you got one open socket for beating Shank so that would work too I guess as long as you're only getting one of course then you're going to see a lot of people making more characters just to get that extra socket and that could hurt too but or even if that's a count bound who knows I yeah I, I think the chances it will be a new crafting material that will drop just for that sole purpose. Mm. I, I think that's probably the best way to go about it, because if they just made it use existing materials and or just gold, I, I guess gold... The problem with gold is that they would probably probably be a 20 million gold <laughs> socket. I want it to be like 100 million gold and like 10 brimstones. I want to get the economy better as much as possible. I'd rather see it super expensive that way. You know, if you have it, you can. Them guys can waste it, and it's a lot of end gear game. And then it doesn't it won't affect the people who are finding it. Their gear won't be as worthless either. I that way, don't want it's so it expensive to, to get it. I definitely do not want it to cost that much because that that would yeah. just that would widen the gap between the haves and have-nots even mm-hmm. even more. <laughs> because how many people have a hundred million gold? Not yeah, but you don't think that's gonna you know, do the gold sink, what we want to make the economy better in softcore, because something has to be better, even the crafting now. Like, I bought how many brimstones and had how many brimstones before the patch, thinking, oh, with crafting, they're going to start using these brimstones. That's going to go up. I mean, maybe it still will go up, but as of now, the price has gone down. Yeah. So, I mean, that didn't seem to do much help. Yeah, you know? but I overall, I would say that the crafting um, plans that they introduced in 107 were very successful. Uh, it, I mean, not if you're on that high end, you know, the cutting edge where you have nearly best in slot, where your upgrades cost at least 200 million per piece. 
I mean, if you were more in the level where I was prior to 107, where, you know, I can get lucky, you know, and after 10 crafts, improve my DPS by 20k in one item, you know, and that, what, cost me maybe a couple mil? There's no way I could buy that kind of DPS increase off the auction house, so... Right, I agree with that. I did the same thing with the ambulance. You know, I spent two million and get twenty thousand more myself, and that would have been what over five hundred million, yeah. probably on the auction house. So, yeah, yeah, that was great. I just, I'm just talking about for making that stuff not worth five hundred million. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want it to be cost a hundred million to put a socket in either, but if that's what it takes. And and then actually, you know, what would be an interesting um, side effect if they did add the ability to add sockets is now if you roll. If you get a weapon, more so than anything else, um, well, maybe except for a helmet, if you get a weapon that has an open socket, then you're like, oh man, that could have rolled something else. <laughs> you know, I could have gotten something other than a socket, and then I could add a socket to that weapon. It'd be so weird. You know, it'd totally flip-flop, you know? Weapons without sockets are, you know, worthless, essentially, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Be... I'm just thinking it would turn my Manajumas into, you know, a 5 million Manajumas into a 500 million Manajumas because what I have is everything but the socket. It's great on my uh, carving knife, but if I had the socket, the difference in price is extremely high. Yeah. So. And, and then imagine the outcry of the people who paid, you know, over the maximum cap through private trades, you know. You know, I paid 4 billion gold for this perfectly rolled Echoing Fury, and now it's worthless because I could have spent, you know, only five million on an Echoing Fury and it was really good and then add a socket and then have it be the best thing ever because it actually has an extra affix over mine. So And you're gonna have that anyway. I mean look at Vile Wards. Yeah. And so people who had perfect Vile Wards are probably getting um, was becoming more worthless because of being able to roll better shoulders now. So yeah. it's going to hurt someone. No one's. It's not. Everybody isn't going to always be happy. That's just how it goes. So yeah, I still want to. I I have. I want to add a socket to my Echoing Fury, and then I will be golden, absolutely golden. And then I'll be able to farm MP10. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Well, maybe not. Maybe MP6. <laughs> Okay, so, wow, we went on that for quite a bit, but there is one one other thing, and this is this was actually pretty cool, in my opinion, and I'll, I'm going to bring this up because, and this is the title of this next section of his blog. It's called Farm Monsters, Not the Auction House. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because who likes to play Auction House Simulator? Not me. Yeah, exactly. Much rather find the stuff, but it just seems so impossible to find the stuff. I know. Stuff. Yeah, so, but it's more exciting if you can find the stuff than if you have to yeah, go shopping Yeah, exactly. It. That's what makes it so exciting. Right. So when you do so much more 1,500 hours and you can't find anything, you you give up. You go to the auction house. Exactly, yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um, so some of the ideas that he was tossing out there was like possibly um, certain unique monsters or bosses would have a higher chance to drop you know, an item than others. One example that he listed was, you know, what what if you went to kill the butcher and he had a h- higher chance to drop his his cleaver, you know, or his what is it sickle? Yeah, the butcher's sickle. The and it's like, well, that that would be cool, except his the butcher's sickle needs a needs a buff. It needs to be able to pull more than just one thing in, and it. But yeah, um, but it's a good example. 
Yeah, it's a good, you know, it's I a mean, really good kind of gives you an idea. What I'd like to see is something I heard on Sipko's uh, post on one of his um, YouTube things that he said that people or certain monsters should only be able to drop certain items too. I mean, that would be awesome, especially getting you to go back to Act 1. To If you say the butcher could only drop the butcher's sickle, then if you wanted that, you'd have to go farm him. That makes you want to go around and stop playing so much Act 3 as well, and I'd love to see that. I, I want to correct myself because um, I, I know everybody's yelling at their iPod right now. It's actually called the Butcher's Carver. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> it's even in the blog post. I just didn't see that. So Okay, well, yeah. you fixed it. That's okay. I fixed <laughs> it. You fixed it. India Pale Ale. Yes, I knew mm -hmm. it. I'm not Imperial Pale Ale. My goodness, I'm such a dumbass. That was for you, Rillandoon. But uh, I wonder so... if that word's going to get edited or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. No, but I don't know. So... I mean, I don't know. Outside of Dawn Forge, I'd be fine with it. But I don't know. Dummy. There we yeah. go. There, that, that one would get by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say there is a butcher's sickle and a butcher's carver, so whatever. Oh. So either way, you're right. Oh. There's both. Sweet. Oh, so, so you're just doubly right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm always right. There we go. <laughs> there. It's the carver's the two-handed axe, and I'm not the sickle right. is the one-handed. Don't get me <laughs> Okay, so um, do Lantana. Do, do we want to go over Gosu's post, or shall, shall we wait until our next episode? Because it's a huge post. Well, I'm not sure what Gosu's post is. Okay, so, so that, I guess that answers that. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. We will cover that in the next episode, because like I said, it is a lengthy post on the thread. I'm going to include a link in our show notes, so that if anybody wants to go read that, and then send us an email, they can do so, and that way we have a you know, a somewhat natural um, jumping off point to get onto that topic. So, um, yeah, go go check that thread out. Um, and by that, I mean go to our website and then look through the show notes and then where you see the link to Gosu's post on the threads, um, click on it and then uh, send us an email. We'd love it. Oh, by the way, that email is show at shatteredsoulstone.com. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting to mention that every single time we do the email, and I, I I don't even remember which episode it was, but I was like, oh yeah, I should probably mention the email, and then I patted myself on the back, and then guess what, folks? That was the last time that I ever did that when we brought up the emails. So yeah, a whole bunch of Nev failed tonight. Ah, uh, with that being said, I think it's a perfect time to close out the show. <laughs> probably so, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You have been listening to episode 35 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top or on the sidebar of the blog. Uh, if you want to join us in-game, go to our show blog and navigate to our Soulstoners Battle Tags page. There you will find our Battle Tags as well as those of many other listeners of the show. This show is powered by you, the listener, so please send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com. We love Twitter, so come join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone, I'm at Nebic James, Jen is at Queen of Haiku, Brasia is at 
the underscore Brasia, and our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Oh wow, you can kind of hear it in my throat. I'm starting to um, get a little froggy. This is great. Maybe I'm not quite so over this sinus cold as I thought. Anyways, thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone. Um, darn it, I don't have anything clever. There we go. There you go, folks. Show's over. And we don't even have Brasia. I know. Oh. Brasia saves us when we get to this point. <laughs> oh, I'm just falling apart. Oh, I know. I, I got it. Go out and watch Wreck It, Ralph. I'm going to wreck it. That was a horrible impression. Oh, my goodness. Illinois, not Illinois. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and we have a show title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was just going to say that. This has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2013. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.